right, hey everybody, this is Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross. Uh, just, uh, this, uh, actually, this conversation is gonna be brought to you by Fox Canada. Boom, 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 boom. Fox Racing Canada, that is. Um, I was in a, looking through some old photos the other day, looking for some stuff, and I came across one of a dude jumping a jump at Riverglade that nobody had done before, and I thought, you know what? I better give this guy a call, and uh, we better do a little video interview. I am talking about the one and only Dusty Clatt. Dusty, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Well, thanks for having me on today, and hope we get to talk about some fun stories from the Glades. Yeah, the Glades and more, man. This is a, it's an open palette. I don't even know if that's a, that's a thing, but uh, it's an open, you got carte blanche. How about that? We can talk about everything and anything. This is uh, just records. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, like I say, it was because of this whole clatapult thing that I wanted to give you a call. Plus, I haven't talked to you in a while, so it's going to be kind of fun to catch up. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm at home. Yeah, just kind of lounging and, huh? Where's home? Tell everybody. I know I know the answers, but you got to tell everybody oh, else. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Canberra River, BC on Vancouver Island. Yeah, I'm just chilling with my little guy. and He's kind of chilling in the back, uh, playing his games. And yeah, I'm just going to record this video while we do our stuff. That's awesome. So, you know, that is why, of course, he's called the Campbell River Crusher. Hey, did you, who, who gave you that name and did you even like it or how was that? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know if it was uh, Travers or... Um, uh, Mathis. I'm not too sure on who gave me that exact one, but yeah, they went through a few different, uh, few different names anyway. Oh yeah, looking for one to stick, and then that one yeah. seemed to work. Yeah, I think that one stuck. That one seemed to have stuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So, hey, what's, what's your little guy's name, and how old is he? Uh, his name is Arrow Clatt. Arrow. And he's uh just turned eight years old on April 23rd. So he just had his birthday there. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Okay, now I know uh, we were talking uh, a second ago here, and uh, you mentioned that you've been building jumps and things for him. So he's uh, into the BMX. Are you a moto dad yet, or when is that coming in, or what? No, I don't think I'll ever be a moto dad, but uh, I think he has all the right tools if he decides that he wants to uh, pursue that. So, um, yeah, I'll, I help him with BMX. And, yeah, I, I'm not really a guy that uh, – or a father, I guess you should say, that'll push his kid to make him do stuff that he doesn't want to do. So, um he does like ride motos, so I'm hopefully trying to get him a, a bike here soon enough and get him out on the track and get him riding. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a wicked BMX rider. So, yeah, we're just kind of enjoying that together, and it's something fun that I can uh, do with him too. So, yeah, it's, it's been, a, been a blast for sure. Okay, so you're not against the moto thing. It almost sounded like you were against it, but you're just not going to force it. He's just going to find his own way. Oh, no, yeah, no. He, uh, he had kind of no interest in it. He did early on but uh when he was riding his bmx that's just kind of all we did so but uh yeah it was last uh last year yeah last year he had the interest uh yeah i wanted to get on the dirt bike so yeah i took my old pit bike and uh kind of got it set up for him to ride it but yeah he's too big for it now so uh i'll probably end up trying to get a 65 for him or something soon enough no cool okay well well let's yeah. uh while well, we got you um I know we want to talk about a couple of things here, but let's take, like I always like to do, take it way back to the beginning. Some people don't know the story. I don't know the official story here either, but how did you actually start? I mean, I've met your dad and stuff, but how did you start in motocross? How'd you get your start? Uh, magazine. And that would have been in Save On Foods, I guess, probably. I think I picked it up there and yeah, it looked like a lot of fun. I loved riding my BMX kind of around the, the campground where I grew up, uh, lived, which was up in Port Hardy, BC. And then, uh, yeah, I got my first, I actually had a quad, and then I ended up getting two XR80s, 
yeah, they were like in 85 and an 84, I think. And then I rode those kind of briefly. And then we got a CR80, uh, which blew up, I think, on my first race weekend. And then uh, one uh, local kid here from the island, Nikki Dunn, he had uh, his last year's bike, which was 93. Yeah, and we bought it off them in 94. So that was my first year racing when I was when I was nine years old. And that was at the Wastelands. No, okay, yeah. cool. Opening yeah, was... round, oh, yeah, opening round of the year. Nice. Okay, so we're talking '94. You're on an '80. Yeah, yeah. I started out racing on '80, so I never went through like the whole uh, small bike phase. Okay. Yeah, now, now, let me ask you my other favorite question. What was your first ever race number, and what's the story behind that? Uh, my amateur race number was uh, initially 44, but that was super short, and I think just the CMRC didn't have. Uh, the number at the time so it ended up being 144 okay. and that's what i ended up raising well i guess that would have been cma as well so both yeah i'm not too sure which one was at the time but it could have been cma first i think and then yeah because it came in to, yeah it would have been because crmc was 2000 i think okay yeah i should i should know that kind of stuff but hey what uh now you mentioned 44 was there a story behind 44 why did you pick 44 why did you want 44? no that was just my dad no he picked it oh okay yeah, just kind of went, but my little guy likes 144, so I'm sure he'll probably end up running that one. See, kind of gets it going. So, you know, because I was 145. Yeah, I see that with all the, uh, <laughs> all the throwback pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. All right. I do have a story why it was 45, but uh, we won't. This isn't about me. Is it about me? Can it, no, kidding. But, uh, okay, how about uh, when you were a little kid? So, you started on 80s. Now, were you the kind of guys that went around to stuff? Did you go to like U.S. Amateur Nationals and stuff? Or what was your racing kind of as an amateur? No, that's uh, one thing about my story. I guess I never did any of the, uh, none of the big amateur stuff down south. I did like uh, some local stuff in Washington. We hit Washougal one year and I think that was in 97. Yeah, and I rode there on my 80. I'm not too sure. I think I finished eighth, I think. Pretty sure. I think it was just like the kind of like the C class or maybe beginner class. Yeah, I wasn't like the top 80 riders, nothing like that. Uh, to talk to guys, so funny to talk to guys like you who got national champs, race supercross and stuff, and then down in the C class, getting beat up in the C class. It's just so hard to imagine, you know? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I can't remember. I, maybe it was the top class. I'm not too sure, but. <laughs> or no, it would have been age group down there. That's right. Yeah, because they, they've, ch they've changed their classes so many times over the year. Like back in the day, for me, it used to be A, B, and C. Well, now it's like, I don't know, like, what is it, 7 to 10, 10 to 11, 12, 12 16, and then, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's all different now, but um, back in the day, that's what it was. But, uh, yeah, I never hit any, like, never did Loretta's, never hit Minio's in Vegas and all the rest of that stuff. So um, may have my biggest amateur stuff, I guess, would have been we went to the Westerns. Oh, what, what race was that? The Raymond there. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Westerns, I guess. And then the CMA also had one there a couple times in Regina. But even still, that was 90, 98, I think, 98-99 we went there. And then I think that year also was the year that I traveled out to Walton and did. I did, like, the whole amateur tour across Canada. And then uh, <laughs> this is actually a funny story. Me and my dad did it. We still kind of joke about it to this day is, yeah, we got the 
end up getting the intermediate plaque across Canada. So I won the, won the, yeah, championship for the intermediate class. And I'm get, I got my plaque and it literally, it looked like it was fucking scraped across the floor. Like there was like pretty much the whole picture and stuff on the, on the front of the plaque was like, yeah, it was like all sand washed and everything it was pretty, pretty God awful. Cause you but, didn't take uh, care of it. You guys didn't, what, what, what were you doing to it? No, that's how, that's how we received it at Walton. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty funny, but good stories. Lots of stories to talk about it. So yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So now we're talking uh, amateur nationals. What about, okay. Transcan, what's your Transcan history? Like you're talking 80 super minis and your intermediate year. How did those go? Nope. Uh, my nope. first year there was 99. Like I said, I never hit any, anything. I did intermediate and then it was pro after that. So turned pro in 2000. But 99 was my first year that I went across and did the intermediate um, yeah, class all the way across. Because they had a, a series for it okay. to do it all the way across. That was the first time they ever did that. And then, yeah, you got the, to the Walton round there. Then they had like a final finale for it. But, um, yeah, I remember that day at Walton. Though I can't remember how the 125s went. It was kind of like mismatch. I think it was a, maybe like a five five four three moto finish actually, i think there's four motos i can't remember because i know the 250 class i went yeah i went one 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 and then the last moto i fell and was dead last and i caught up to third okay. yeah now i've got to ask you we're talking intermediate year who was your who were you battling i was battling man i can't even remember who was who was there that day? There's one guy, but it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't can't think of it at the moment. Yeah, that was so long ago. I'd have to look that one up. Yeah, sorry, I've been driving all day. I just I just walked in the door here, so I haven't had time to do my homework and go to uh, any of those kinds of archives. Well, I wouldn't even be able to find that actually, unless it was the Transcam, which it wasn't. But uh, yeah. So then, uh, okay. So who who? Okay, you mentioned you got started because you saw a magazine and stuff like that in the old yep. grocery store. Who were you? Who's your hero growing up? Uh, McGrath, hands down for sure. Okay. Yeah, I always looked up to him, watching him in Supercross, and I also kind of liked him too because, uh, yeah, he just had like his little snippets of uh, BMX in his video parts and stuff in his movie. So I always thought that was kind of, kind of cool, I guess. And then I talked to, uh, actually, well, I used to ride with him, Randy Lawrence, down in, down in the U.S. because he used to train Weiner and Filippoto because he rode BMX. And one of my buddies from down in California there, Heath Pinter, he's a pro BMXer and he's a team manager for the Rockstar Energy crew in, and the Hart, Hart and Huntington. But uh, I'd always be riding over at Heath's place and then sometimes Randy would come over and he was talking about uh, Jeremy riding uh, BMX and stuff like that. He's like, he was never at your level of riding BMX, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of funny that uh, yeah, I just have those little conversations about it. But yeah, because he used to rent for Jeremy back in Man, I want to say 99, maybe, somewhere around there when he was on Yamaha. Okay, cool, cool. So, okay, so then, um, so after that, I think most of us, too, got our kind of our, not our starts or whatever, we kind of, BMX and motocross can certainly go hand in hand. I mean, you know, you obviously get a bicycle because it's cheaper first, and then you kind of seem to kind of go that way. A lot of a lot of people I talked to, and myself included, kind of went that same kind of route. But So, when, when you were an amateur, were you getting support and stuff like that, and were the teams looking at you because of some of your finishes, or how was that going? Uh, we got help from... My first sponsorship was Courtney Motorsports here on the island. That would have been 96. And they helped me out with 
I'm guessing, I don't know, dad would know all that kind of stuff, but discounts, they gave me my first, I think 250 and that would have been 2000. I remember. Yeah. And I was pro pro then. I think that one might've been, yeah, that was my first pro year. They helped me out with the bike. And then it was, uh, we went to whole shot after that. And then Richmond. Yeah. I kind of bounced a little bit between those. I think that was around 2001. Blackfoot helped me out with a bike in 2000 and oh actually was Blackfoot helped me out with a with a bike in 2001 yeah and then that's the year that I rode uh Montreal Supercross for them so they helped me out with uh Turbo Reef's practice bike so I rode his practice bike during the west round so I never rode it during the week they'd hold on to it but they'd let me ride it for the yeah for the weekend okay so that was kind of funny and then I ended up uh yeah, with Richmond after that, and then I went to Whole Shot, and then I went to Blackfoot after that in 2004. Okay, now what, what were your overlaps with uh, Colton and Darcy Lange and uh, JSR and stuff like that? And those, hey, by the way, you, if you, you're going to be upsetting a lot of Islanders if you don't have a lucky lager in your hand. Sorry, I'm not a beer drinker. I like, uh, I like the hard stuff okay. or mixed drinks. Yeah, I'm not, not a beer guy. I, I'll, I'll get teased on that one, I'm sure, but. Darcy Lange, okay. Darcy, you're, you've upset Darcy Lange without a lucky lager in your hand. Oh, Darcy's always been a beer guy, though. <laughs> yeah, he'd be, he'd be crushing six packs on the way to the test track. <laughs> As I say, everybody everybody gets lucky. <laughs> yeah, the- everyone's got their their own thing, right? So, yeah, it's <laughs> okay, funny. So, all right, so um, yeah, so the first year when you were pro, you weren't uh, on a team necessarily. You had like some stuff. It's funny you mentioned Turbo Reef, all these all these names like back then. It's man, it's. I was actually living out in, in Vancouver at the time and I was just kind of, you know, getting my teeth wet, hanging out at the races and stuff like that. Again, like as a, as a spectator, wannabe photographer kind of thing, but uh, yeah, yeah you got some old photos and find some of those, but so what your first pro year finishes, how'd you do? Like, were you instantly? Yeah, it would have been Cordy Motorsports. I ended up, oh man, we just did the West Coast, I think for the first two, two years. Yeah. Two years, yeah, just we, yeah, 2000, 2001, I just did the West Coast. 2002, I was on, I was with uh, the Richmond racing team, and then I ended up going to, I did the East Coast as well, but I ended up breaking my wrist, I think, at the second round, so I missed the rest of the season. And then I ended up switching, switching to whole shot uh, for 2003. Um, my first year racing, though, I, I'm not sure. I was a backpacker. I know that. I ended up getting, I think my plate was like 36 or something like that. And then slowly, slowly moved down. Yeah, I was 30, 36, 30, and then 12, uh, 7. And then, yeah, I started getting into my championships after that. And then, yeah, second place, third place, yeah. Hey, how often do you uh, go on YouTube and watch that first lap at uh, Calgary? <laughs> Where Coster and Travers uh, are going nuts? Not too often. It's um, I've showed my little guy, but he likes watching some of my old races and stuff like that. So sometimes I bring him up. And yeah, actually, just last year, we actually watched a lot of the 2006 season because a lot of it was getting uh, brought up on Galdi's uh, stuff there on he has all his past races and stuff like that. And I have a few DVDs from the races also kicking around. So, yeah, I show my little guy that, but he's 
sometimes he's into it and sometimes he's he just wants to go out and or watch BMX stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's good though. Yeah, yeah he's pretty he, uh does he, he think that's cool or no? about me though, that's for sure. What's that, sorry? I said he loves to talk a storm up about me, that's for sure, especially oh, when he's around other kids or some stuff. So it's kinda cute. <laughs> you enjoy that while you can, because that's probably not gonna last. Yeah, exactly, right? Soon you'd be crap talking me. <laughs> yeah, you just be dad. You're not cool. Yeah, anymore. shut up, dad. You don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Elbows up. Shut up, dad. Okay, so um, talk about quickly too. The um, I mean, you came up cutting your teeth in the arena cross series out there, the uh, Future West Moto stuff, and all that stuff like that. Uh, I mean, all you yeah. guys, you just had such a, a leg up on the indoor stuff and then Supercross and stuff too. So, you know, talk a bit about that, the arena cross years. What would you like to know about? Well, I, don't mean, I mean, you must have, what years, like, did you get on the 80s? Were you racing it? Or did you wait till you got on the big bikes? Uh, no, I did lots of amateur stuff there. So I think uh, pretty well, almost since I started racing, I was kind of over there. I want to say that started around 90, 96, maybe. Yeah, man, that's, that's so far back. I can't really remember too much. But yeah, I was, I was a top island kid on my 80s. So I think when I was racing over there, it was... Yeah, it's pretty well just right into trophies. So it's fairly, fairly consistent. The pro class is a little bit tougher once I got in there. But I remember I won my first pro race. That was two, end of 2000, I think. Yeah, I think I won the opening round. And Jamie Lamassis was there, and he was like the super fast, mm. I don't know, uh, Bellingham rider or Washington area. I can't remember exactly where he's from. But, yeah, it was pretty uh, – yeah, it was a cool win for me. I think Smail was there too. And yeah, a lot of those guys have come up and they're super quick. So, but I mean, you get to start in those and just ride consistent. You're usually doing pretty good. So if you're staying out of the carnage, <laughs> but yeah, I know it's uh, yeah, a lot of little memories there. And then obviously I've raced just local kids, Colton and uh, Darcy has been there. Darcy was racing down, down the U S a lot though at that time too. So he was doing a lot of the U S green across stuff pretty much since I turned pro. He was only up there uh, a fair few times. Okay. What, what are the ages? How old are you now, by the way? I'm 35. So you're 35. So, okay. So you're a little bit ahead of like, okay, of Colton and. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Again. Yeah. I think three, three or four years. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't even think, maybe I don't even think that many now, but uh, well, maybe somewhere around there. Anyway. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Colt's 30, 30 or 31, I think. Yeah, I think at least. I don't know. I was going to say 32, but I could be wrong. And I, yeah. I should know that. I've asked him that. But okay, now you mentioned Darcy going down south and having lots of success. Then you went down there on the Kawasaki team and stuff like that. Talk about that. I mean, I've got a couple of interesting photos. I know you're like hanging off the back. I don't know. You probably remember seeing that photo where you're hanging off the back of the bike. And oh, man, some crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, well, maybe you haven't. I have to dig it up. Yeah, maybe. How did that go? How did that year go for you down south in Supercross? The Arena Cross or Supercross? Super, I, went to, I jumped to Supercross now uh supercross uh, that was good i mean it was uh, definitely a new learning experience when i went down to the star racing there um obviously a great team it still is uh it's pretty much the most dominating not dominating team but yeah they're uh they're a title contender for the supercross right now so yeah it's kind of funny that i was on that team when i was down there but uh yeah unfortunately it was i don't know it was good and it was bad also but it was a good learning experience for me being a little bit bigger of a, a guy on a 250F, I think, hindered me quite a bit. I think if I had rebacked now, I probably would have tried to get on a Honda 450. 
what I came off of racing from 2006. I think it probably would have suited me better for, for racing down there. But, yeah, it's just a lot of difference. No different than the Americans coming up here or Americans going to Europe. It's always, you know, when you go and play in somebody else's neighborhood, it's usually a little bit different of a story. But, uh, no, it was a good learning experience. Um, I liked, uh, yeah, just being able to ride the test tracks and stuff like that. Um, actually, my Supercross started out not too bad. But then, yeah, right after the burns there, it was kind of crappy. I came back to Phoenix, and I was pretty much having my best race going. Like, I ended up fourth in my qualifier. And then in the main event, um, Lawrence was, I think, fourth. I think I was fourth place or third. I think I was running third, actually. And we had a pretty pretty big gap on uh, on, yeah, fifth or fifth place behind us yeah it was almost like nine nine seconds behind and like I easily could have held that pretty close to the end so yeah I think I would end up he would have got by me for sure he was quicker and yeah he just like jumped a triple and they just took us both out I mean I was sore as shit from all my burns so getting taken out after that it was it was shady and then I had a hard time getting my bike going and uh yeah he ended up I'm not sure what he finished, but I think I ended up, I don't even know, 11th or something like that. And that race 13th. Yeah, it wasn't that great. So I was a bit, a bit sour about that. And then I kind of gradually worked my way up through the season. Yeah, I was like 15, 13, 11. I think I ended up with an eighth at Seattle. But yeah, it was a little, uh, little frustrating. Could have been better. But And then outdoors came around. I got 11th at Hangtown. And I think I crashed out of the second moto or something happened with the bike. I can't remember. And yeah, it was kind of a, yeah, a little off some of the races. I can't really remember too, too many of them, but yeah, just not where I, not where I wanted to be put it that way. Right. And the, it's a two-sided thing here. Cause I mean, on the one hand, you can look back and say, you know what? I gave it a shot. I went down and raced supercross or racing the States. On the other hand, then you got some regrets thinking you could have done better. So you're never, nobody's ever happy. No, exactly though. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I don't regret holy God, regret any of it. <laughs> but uh yeah, if I had looked back or went back on it now, I definitely for me the smartest choice would have been maybe trying to maybe take a little less money and then hop on the four fifty program to to try and do something better. Cause yeah, I just came off the four fifty a dominant four fifty season, so it would have been good to kind of carry that over. But yeah, like I said, I wouldn't have noticed or when I wouldn't have known uh, my 250 outcome to if I hadn't have went that route. So, yeah. Well, now let's talk about you. Then you come back to Canada. I know I've got one of my favorite shots of all time is you on the number 111 Kawasaki in a, a berm. I think it's at Kamloops, I'm assuming. But uh, yeah, you came back up. What's, uh, tell people like uh, your championship years and stuff like that up here in Canada. What, uh, what were we talking? Uh, 2004, five, I won the uh west mx2 class so yeah it's not all the way across like it is now but uh no it was great years um i came off seventh in 2003 with whole shot racing the 125 that we had um yeah i started off a strong bike but it just got slower and slower every single race uh anyone that knows of that bike and or that that year of that had the the same build there yeah that bike just got slower every single race so that was kind of unfortunate for me but yeah I came out dominant uh in 2004 and yeah between me and Marias 
or me and Marias Morris, sorry. He, uh, yeah, we were pretty much one and two every single weekend. So that was a good race. I actually came down right to the final round. And, uh, yeah, I got the whole shot and he was probably, I don't know, six bike lengths behind me the whole race. So yeah, it was a, it was a hard fought one, but it was a, a good one. Yeah. So that was a pretty, pretty awesome victory win that one. Uh, Oh five was, yeah, I was pretty much cleaning house. I think for the first, uh, first bit there. And I think Calgary had an off weekend. I think I missed the podium. Or I ended up getting like four four, maybe I got third overall something. It was a mud race, I think. And I had a bit of a bit of a trouble at that one. And then I think Regina ended up winning both there. And then took the secured the championship again. And then two thousand six, uh yeah, it was the four fifty season. Which yeah, was killer. That was hands down my obviously my best year. I won every single qualifier that we had that year on the 450 so never lost out of the whole series and then uh 450 races yeah i think i only missed maybe maybe three or four that i didn't get first in so it was pretty good i know i missed saint julie jsr got me at those two rounds uh he got me once at uh sandley and then moncton i believe okay yeah now, what, was, um, was that was that the bike that, that mysteriously showed up in Calgary or something? That you're that the Honda that showed up all of a sudden? It was like, hey, yeah, somebody's actually had my had my 06 bike for a long time. <laughs> yeah, he's been uh, yeah, I've been waiting for the day to have, have some money just to to buy it off somebody, but <laughs> hasn't came around, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of cool anyway. There, there's a few of them kicking around. There's a 250F as well. Somebody's 250F. I think I had my plastic on. It wasn't mine though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, what? Let's talk a bit about uh, motocross of nations history, too, man. What was your What's your best memory there? Oh man, awesome! I always loved going to that event. Uh, Lyrup was uh, the first year, two thousand four. Actually, that's our best finish that we've had for Team Canada. So to be part of that was was awesome. It was a cool event. Um, yeah, it was weird. Like it was a kind of different different feeling. I don't know, maybe just being young or maybe just didn't even thinking, not thinking about it when I was over there, but didn't really have like any pressure at the event, which was kind of weird. It was just kind of like a random, a random race. Like I've never heard of really any of the names there before, besides a couple guys, like obviously Everett's and yeah, I mean, he was crazy fast, man. I just remember like, well, I mean, they're on 450s too. And man, I think his, his lap time or the practice that I came out of, it was 15 seconds faster. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was mind blowing. He like walked by me going down this straightaway, just like he, like he wasn't even trying. The guy stands up everywhere. So it's, yeah. Just standing yeah. up around. Yeah. That's full average stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And I ended up uh, whole shotting my qualifier too. Yeah. I remember that. That's and I led for a lap and a half. Yeah, just about two. I just made just before the finish line there. And then, yeah, one of the guys got past me there. But, yeah, I mean, it was a cool feeling. My back was roach for about, man, a week after that race. I remember that. That was hands down the gnarliest sand track I've ever ridden in my life. Hmm. Still is to the date. Till this date. Oh, so that's yeah, not, nothing, nothing can compete with that track. 
Right on. And speaking of uh, motocross of nations, that's where I was sitting at uh, Bud's Creek and I was just sitting yeah. in my van and then I didn't even know who it was. I was chatting with this guy for like 15 minutes. Turns out it was your dad. <laughs> <didn't even> know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They ended up going down to that race. So yeah, that was a bummer. I, I was supposed to go to that one. It was supposed to be, uh, yeah, the, the three of us from Blackfoot to make that, to make that trip down. But I unfortunately broke my hand at Walton there just doing that one race. Uh, yeah, with uh, Jason staying there, and we didn't uh, didn't end up making it happen. But um, then Netherlands in 2008, I ended up missing. Oh no, I didn't miss it. I did that one. Uh, that was also another another awesome weekend. Uh, piss off though, like a man. If I had my Blackfoot bike, like that would have been probably my best race. I think, even though it was a qualifier race, I remember I led, and it was Cody Cooper in the lead. And we were one and two, and we had a big gap on Ferry. I think Ferry was third, and like he wasn't catch, he wasn't catching us. And I think I had like five or six seconds on him. And Cody had yarded out a bit, and then I ended up catching up to him. And I knew one section of the track that I was faster, and I actually caught up to him. I was like right on his tail. And then I came back in that same section. We came down to this off camber. And I ended up bumping into his rear tire and my bike stalled. That was the year that I was on the Cowie. And I had, I think, four bike stalls that year. I've never had a bike stall ever on me in my whole career. And that year, I don't know, just the Cowie, it, it fucking stalled on me so many times. And it took forever to get going. I think I ended up 15th. And that was it's funny, though. We ended up 15th in that race. But that race saved us to get us into the, the A final for that weekend otherwise that that weekend would have been a, a toss out for for us unfortunately but we all made it in but uh yeah the racing uh didn't go as good um for the the main event days but uh man it would have been cool to been like i feel like i would have had that race if it wasn't for that that bike mishap so yeah unfortunately it is what it is but yeah regardless being right there for the first and like five five laps of that race having to give it away was unfortunate but or even to play second would have been pretty badass at that so um yeah it was a fun event fun to be part of and yeah the race day didn't go good um i think i ended up i don't even know in the first one i think it was like 18th and the last one i ended up uh crashing i ended up it was like the finish line i kind of went up and did left and then right and it was like a step down and there was these three ruts right at the right at the bottom of the landing that were like a foot and a half deep, and I ended up long bombing. I landed just about right into the rut, and it just grabbed my pegs and just tossed me. Yeah, it hurt quite a bit. So that was that was it for me. I think it happened right at the very end of the race too. So yeah, it was uh, unfortunate. And now you also mentioned. So you may not remember the same things I remember, but I have photos of certain things. But remember at Walton when you broke your hand, you came back and you're so pissed off with everybody asking you, you just drew. You drew. You wrote yeah, I did. Yeah, broken, broken bones. <laughs> well, I yeah, got every person that came up to me. I remember that. I still have the photo in my, in my gallery too uh, on Facebook and all the rest of it. So it may have been the start of bug life too. I've got the picture. You're holding a pug. Yeah, yeah, baby pug. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. But yeah, it was a, uh, it was pretty funny. I had millions of, or at least I felt like millions. Just that's the only question I was getting asked is, "What'd you break? What'd you break? Or what's wrong with your hand?" Or yeah, so I just ended up drawing it on my on my cast, or tensor wrap cast, whatever I had going yeah. on there. And then 
Now, you, yep. you didn't break that when you got the back of Bobby Canary, did you? Because I got that other photo where you get your legs off and he, he kind of cut in and you kind of high-sided off him. No, no, no. I got back up. Okay. I finished the race. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I won the last. I won the last moto, but um, that race. Yeah, no, he ended up taking the overall. Yeah, I think he got the overall for that weekend. Yeah, he got the sword, I think. I think he got the sword, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I think so. Now, okay, well, let's, uh, I don't even know how long we've been talking here, but I, don't, <laughs> I know you're getting ready to go uh, for okay. dinner. I don't want to keep you, okay, right. Um, now, let's, um, I remember, what year was it when uh, a Chilliwack Arena Cross, I think it was the first time you did your ACL, right? Yeah, 2003. When was it? Oh, 2003, 2013. 13, okay. Dummy, yeah. Right now, I remember you scream. Like I remember you screamed. I was just out of. You're just. It wasn't pain. You're just so pissed off. I think was it not? Like you're just so mad. No, that hurt. That oh, hurt really man. bad. Yeah, that was <laughs> awful. Uh, I was screaming, pissed off at Riverglade though. Oh. I know I retore it. Like I heard it pop. But uh, yeah, it was just super. For me, it was just emotionally draining. It was just like hard to to go through that injury. Like it was my last. I told myself it was going to be my last year to try and go for another championship and the progress that we had made on the KTM from the 12 to the 13. Yeah. Like just within, within the day, like it was a second and a half lap, second and a half lap faster on that, that bike. So just having that confidence going into the new season, I was going to, I was already feeling good. Um, yeah. I was riding through the winter and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just unfortunate how it, how it kind of unfolded. And then, yeah, I rushed, uh, I just rushed trying to get back. Obviously, was not ready coming in. My knee was not still a hundred percent, and I think I was. I think the first race I ended up racing back at Gopher was only five months into my ACL recovery. So, yeah, I think I was only training for a month. I think I started at four months at the four month mark, being on the motocross bike, anyways. Uh, three months for training. So yeah, I missed a lot of time. I mean, there's nothing you can do when you're trying to support a family and all the rest of it at the time. And yeah, just trying to make ends meet and obviously not let down your sponsors and all the rest of it and just be out there on the, on the track for their, myself and fans and sponsors. So, so that was uh, 14 at Riverglade. Sorry. What, what, it was two thir 13 at the arena cross. And then what it was the next year. Yeah. No, 13. I ended up racing that year. Oh, wow. So I brought, yeah, I tore my ACL and, I think it was February or March. Oh man, okay. Yeah, and then uh, I missed the first five or four rounds of the series, and I did the last half East Coast. So I started out the East Coast series, but I ended up, uh, yeah, just retiring it. So I think it was my third race back. Yeah, at the Riverglade. Uh, yeah, so we went to we did Gopher, and then we did uh, Deschambeau, and then yeah, I had a. Uh, had a good race, fairly good race going there, but gave it away at the end. And I had third until, man, it was past the three-quarter mark. We only had like three laps to go, I think. I can't remember who, who got by me, but yeah, then I ended up tearing it out the glades there. So I was, but yeah, anyways, back to, I guess, that race, yeah. No, I, I tore it there. And yeah, that hurt because, yeah, you don't get knocked out for it and it's just, an agonizing pain, no different than a broken bone or nothing like that. So, yeah, it was a, a pretty awful feeling. Right. Yep. 
Okay, so we had like the uh, the highs and the lows at Riverglade. We're talking about that there now. The whole uh, the reason that kind of you know I wanted to get a hold of you, of course, I saw that photo of you doing the clatterpult. Was that '09 back? Was that '09? Yep. Back in '09. So uh, let's take us through that. Like I mean, I, again, like I said in my little uh, Instagram lead up to the whole thing, it's like not many people have the uh, the cool fortune of having something named after them. It's it's totally different now, but I'm still calling it the clatterpult. But uh, yeah. But take us through that day when you saw it, when you did practice or even walking the track kind of thing. When, when did you kind of start thinking about it? I was actually going to do it in 2008. I just never sacked up to, to do it. I kind of took a couple of chicken shit runs at it. And I was just like, I'm not going to try and jump it in like my race or nothing like that. So I held it off for another year. And then, yeah, when 2009 came, yeah, just the, the lift and everything kind of felt like it was – like possible to do or more realistic to do but I remember like you, you couldn't come up short like they had the land there or the lip of it because it wasn't even a tabletop how it is now it was more like a dished out double not like right down right down to the ground double but it had a, a bucket in it so you yeah, had you to had time to make, it yeah you, had you to couldn't make. go long on it either otherwise you bounced off and I went right into the fence so um yeah I know it was a cool jump and ended up I went just a little long, like not even, I pretty much timed it pretty good the first time. So yeah, it was a, it was a crazy jump to do, but that was a, it was a fun one for sure. Yeah. It was a cool day because it became the topic of the whole day. I mean, guys, I've got photos of all the guys kind of sitting there looking at it and going, no, you got to, you know, do, I don't know if it was Gerky or some, one of the guys, it wasn't, but anyway, somebody looking at it, like, no, you got to go here. And then, and then all of a sudden it became through the pitch. Everybody's talking about it. Dusty did it. And then, and uh, hey, hello. what's that? So, a little bit of a internet uh, snafu there. Oh, you back? Oh, this is well. This is awkward. Yeah, hello, you there? There we go. Now we got you. You back? Perfect. Yeah, I know. I lost you. You you kind of froze. I... <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You yeah. your thing's kind of in the red. Oh, now you're back. You went uh, into the red for your uh, Wi-Fi connection for some reason. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're good again. Oh, we're back was, anyway, but... Uh, I was just going to yeah, say, no, everybody was talking about it, and they're all of a sudden then, then Beaton and uh, Spenny, Spencer Knowles, I think both of them did it on the 250, I believe. Yeah, I think they both jumped it once or twice. <laughs> I mean, they are they had to swing wide, so they couldn't do it from the inside or nothing like That's that. Right. So, yeah, that and they couldn't do it when the track was rough either. But, yeah, I mean, that as cool as it was, it was only a jump that really worked in your favor. If you could do it from the inside and then catch the inside, even if you went long, it wasn't too much of a difference. I think you only saved like two tenths, two or three tenths of a second. Yeah, but who did cares? It, so. Who cares? People were pumped, man. Everybody gathered around. Oh yeah, no, it's sweet. But at the pro level, that's just what. Yeah. You know, those are the tenths that you look for, right? So. Yeah. It was a uh, pretty cool uh, to be able to do that anyway. So you became able to do it and get to the inside uh, regularly. Yeah, as long as I caught the the backside of that lip, yeah, and didn't go long on it, then yeah, I was able to make the inside rut. So you pretty much had to land, and yeah, you're on the brakes instantly. So, but uh, yeah, I think it was like a hundred and yeah, hundred and thirty-one feet, I think, to the to the lip when we when we first measured it anyway. So yeah, it was a pretty awesome jump. Yeah, I remember we were all I, I paced it out a few times, you know, doing the one step equals three feet or whatever like that, and uh, checking yeah. it out is pretty good. I, yeah, I got some fun photos for sure from that tough. But and it was also you crossing the finish line doing one of your classic no footers. Yeah, many, many times I've loved to throw that, get some laughs out of people, but 
Yeah, you gotta have, <laughs> gotta have fun while we're while we're racing too. Yeah, or your one footer. Oh, is that what you just said? No, I said no footer, but then I mentioned also. Oh, no footer. footer. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't recall really a no footer on it, but. Oh well, yeah, it's a little body. Uh, you're crossed up and no feet, and it's good. Oh, perfect. In fact, I'm gonna. Uh, Okay, now tell me uh, who who actually ended up naming it the Clatapult. I believe it or not, I think it was me. Oh, well, not, not, it was me. Yeah. There's uh there's one jump down in the U.S. Yeah, that's my one foot. That's a one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought. Yeah, oh, one but foot. you yeah. didn't you didn't time you didn't time it right. You're a little late on that one. <laughs> Usually, it's above my head, about a foot. And then for anyone who has to see, there's the Cloudapult there, 2009. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And that's me in 1983. <laughs> Way back, yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. Yeah, wasn't even born yet. I wasn't even a thought. Oh, I barely was. Not until two years later. I was zero. I was zero in 1983. I was racing as a zero-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. So but now there's... Huh? I was gonna say so that, that's kind of a fun a fun thing. I mean, I, I mean, again, it's totally changed now when you go there, but we all still call it the Cladipole. Now, I mean, I think junior riders are doing it because they've just made it easy to do, and I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's typical kind of race stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, you that after unfortunately that 2013 knee injury is that were you have you been out since 13? Yep. Oh, that's incredible. What? I know. That doesn't even make sense. How old am I? <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. The years just kind of keep stacking up. So, yeah, as as wish as I, I still wish that it went uh, went longer though. Yeah, now, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah, man. It's obviously it's a rough sport, and that's why we love it too, right? I mean, if it wasn't normal, yeah. it wouldn't be wouldn't be so cool. But okay, so um, how about um? You know, what's the main thing you miss about race? Let's talk a, you know, a couple little silly things like that. Uh, what's the biggest thing you miss about what you were doing? Uh, just the freedom, I think. Just being able to – honestly, I, I miss the grind of it. I miss, like, training and stuff like that. I like being active. I, whether it was going to the gym, going riding my BMX, going riding motor, and just kind of doing it all in a day. Never really had a schedule that – you just kind of made up your schedule and whatever you felt like doing. But I mean, as always an active guy as it was anyway. So if I wasn't doing, I was, if I wasn't doing one, I was doing the other. So, um, yeah, just having that, I, I missed that schedule and just being able to, yeah, to run your life how you want it to and not have to wake up at a certain time and, or being able to please, please other people or, you know, just the typical kind of work related stuff that you'll, deal with in a regular regular job life but yeah and getting traveled the world and uh don't miss the flying too much but um yeah that was obviously part of it but uh yeah it was a great uh, great run while it lasted oh hey i was uh, i was talking with uh, ryan lockhart's doing a story behind the uh, we're talking about a story behind the photo for ryan lockhart and i asked him uh if he had any questions for you <laughs> here's what he actually said he said uh he was too quiet and fast for me to be around so, so Ryan didn't really have a story about you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think many, many. I didn't really have too many friends. I don't think in the race scene. Uh, I kind of got. I got to talk behind my back and all the rest of it. 
Uh, you, you know what I think's funny though is you're, you're just one of those guys. Not everybody is super outspoken. You're a quiet guy, but once you get oh, to I know am, you, yeah. you never you never stop talking. Once you get to know you, right? Like it's uh, so a lot of people just didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody has yeah. different personalities. Yeah. No. Exactly. But no. Uh, no. I just uh, the party scene was mine either. So you know, you got you had uh, Lockhart and Willard and all those guys. <laughs> they loved 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 hitting all the fun times after. So. <laughs> That wasn't my scene, so maybe I just didn't quite fit into that group. But uh, yeah, we can always laugh and share all, share all our fun, laughable memories. I guess now that we're out of racing, or yeah, just living the the father life. I guess we could say. If uh, if we weren't so spread out, we should have one of those campfire things like that Moto Fight Club just did. That that part of that was pretty hilarious. I don't know if you caught any of that. I uh, just the Instagram stuff. I didn't actually watch it yesterday. I was, I was out busy and doing stuff, but. Yeah, seemed like a kind of neat little setup they had going. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, okay, well, I got you. Let's ask you this, too. How about favorite track you've ever ridden? You know what? I can't even – I don't even know. Like, if it's Canadian track, they change every single year because some, year they're, some years they're dry, some years they're perfect. Like, I mean, it always changed. Mm -hmm. uh, Red Bud was pretty awesome. Uh, that was a cool track. And Netherlands, I think, was pretty awesome, too. That finish line jump was so sick. Yeah, it had like a 25-foot tall lip on it. That was like 130 feet. Uh, yeah, just how fast it was. Deep ruts and all the rest of it. I've always liked Walton for that, all the all the deep ruts and its speed. Um, yeah, man, they've, they've changed over the years. I mean, there's lots of stuff. There's even been years that, you know, Nanaimo was like super good just from the conditions of just being luck, lucky that we had rain leading up to it. Or Yeah, they've kind of always changed, but yeah um yeah they've changed every year i think i've i probably almost had like a a favorite different track every single year in the canadian series as it kind of went through in my yeah 15 years of racing so that was yeah. a well thought out answer i wasn't what i was expecting i was good i was you know most people would pick boom this one but yeah i never really realized that yeah one year no yeah no I, yeah as far as a straight up best track yeah i don't know it'd be tough to say i think red but probably but it had to come down to a number one yeah it was pretty cool but uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, no, Walton, Glades, uh, Calgary, and probably Nanaimo are probably my my four favorites out of the out of the series. So was pretty good too. You're one of those crazy island guys that like Nanaimo. Yeah, you know what? Nobody likes Nanaimo because they can't fucking ride hard pack. Yeah, Gale <laughs> or whatever it is. You know what's funny is I say that, but you could literally watch. Just about, not not saying to every rider, but you look at the East Coast riders, anytime they go to a hard pack track, they like it's very few of them that can they can't ride as good as they can ride on like sand or right. or anything like that. So usually the people who are bitching about are the people that can't ride. Can't ride all terrain of tracks. For sure. But uh yeah. And who's and I who's, like I've like animals. There's some years, yeah, I've seen it and it was it was awful. Like 2007 or something like that. I didn't race that year, but yeah, it looked uh, pretty disgusting on on TV. All right. And who's yeah. kidding you? You always like the tracks you did well on. Everybody does. It's like, oh, it was a great track. Oh, I won. <laughs> yeah, no. There's years that I've won at Calgary. Went one one, and it was it was not it was not great. It was oh. baked hard, dry and scary. Coming to like some of the greasy insides and stuff like that. So. Yeah, you just you just deal with the conditions. That's all. Can I, another uh, well, another classic interview question I got to ask you? 
over the years, who would you say was your toughest rival, the guy that you always found yourself with or maybe banged bars with? Was there, did you have one of those? Well, obviously Colton's there. Um, JSR, he was obviously, uh, yeah. Oh, just, the guy those, to just, just those guys. Just the top, uh, top guys of all time. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, they were in my camp competition, really, because as soon as JSR was done and out and I came back, Colton was Colton was my rival. I mean, I think, yeah, we won. We went one and two every single weekend that we that we did race. Um, uh, 2008 kind of sucked for me. I didn't ride that great that year on the Cowie, but, I mean, I had a couple moto wins and lots of podiums and stuff, but, yeah, it just didn't turn out that great. But yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, I mean, we were 30 seconds ahead every single race, damn near of of third place. So, yeah, I mean, we were kind of in our in our own little world there. So, yeah, yeah you made uh, awfully boring for a lot of people watching. <laughs> yeah, if we weren't close, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was that or weird or weird gapped out ourselves too. So, all right, you kind of answered it. What about uh, your favorite bike of all time? Oh man, that's a tough one. Like I, my Honda was good in '06. My 250F was good also on Blackfoot too, like 05. And it actually ended up having like six horsepower more, I think, for 2006. So, but uh, I remember just being able to put that bike anywhere I wanted, pretty, pretty much make it, make it do anything that I wanted it to. And the Hondas were a little bit more nimble of a bike. That's one thing that was kind of cool about the Honda. Like even still to this day, I rode a, a friend's a couple of years ago there. And yeah, they're just a very maneuverable bike, whatever you kind of throw at them too. So. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Blackfoot Yamaha was also a good bike, too. I mean, I never had any issues with uh, with my bikes, really, that we rode for them. The 2007, they actually struggled with, and that's what ended up breaking my wrist was in. Yeah, it was uh, the rear shock. They had a lot of issues with it on the, the Yamaha that year. And, yeah, that's actually what happened to me. It was kind of, I came off the Walton finish line. There's like that. It goes up and then veers right. Yeah, and it just like loaded in and just like shot me right over. I landed right in the deep rut and then I just ended up going right through the fence and the fence ended up grabbing my fingers and then just folding them over backwards. So that's right. Yeah. Okay. Now it all now it all came yeah. back to me. Yeah. I remember but, my, uh, I yeah, how my black bike bikes were uh probably my best bikes of my career. My star racing was uh probably the best two fifty F that I rode, I think though. Okay. Fastest anyways for sure. All right. Now I asked someone else to send a, uh people ask questions and someone asked, uh, is there I don't know if they remember something I don't remember, but they say, is there any rider out there you need to apologize to for something that happened on the track? I, I don't know if that's a loaded question or not, but anything pop into your head? <laughs> a rider out on the track? I, I don't know if any is there anybody you need to apologize to after all these years of racing? Did you do something you look back and go, Yeah, maybe that was a bit rough. Uh yeah, there could have been a fan probably in Ontario. It was actually, yeah, it was 2010. I crashed just before the finish line. And he was screaming at me, like, almost like in a different way of, like, a fan. I didn't really react to it all that great. Like, I was completely out of breath, and it was super hot that year. I think it was, like, frig, 38 plus, yeah, with 100% humidity. So, yeah, I was, like, 43 that day or something. So, it was, uh, yeah, I was out of breath, and I was laying on the ground. He's like, get up, get up, get going like just scream and scream and scream and i'm just like shut up i was like i got up yeah i was just like piss off and i remember he 
he kind of like walked by the the trailer after that and it was like fuck you Claude, you're a fucking piece of shit and all the rest of it and started saying all this stuff and yeah that's about the only thing that i regret i don't i've never made a bad move i don't think on anybody in my racing career unless you've asked for it oh, yeah I'm not, a, not a dirty racer i've never have been i don't like dirty racing so but uh yeah if somebody feeds it to you they're definitely going to be getting it back so nice yeah campbell river crusher folks yeah <laughs> yeah totally Okay, well, let's, uh, I mean, I don't want to keep you here all night, but let's, um, we could, no, but uh, let's move up to nowadays. So you, uh, welding, right? What's, what's, what are you still, what's talk, tell people what you're doing now for your job and stuff. And uh, I've been off for a while, unfortunately, but, oh, uh, and then this stuff kind of got going on, but yeah, I've been welding for the past six years, just doing that as a job and living that life. But uh, yeah, I should have some, uh, some new plans actually that were supposed to happen as of this year but all the corona kind of stuff kind of got thrown in the way of it so but uh, yeah hopefully i'll be able to, to fill some more information on that uh let's say later on in this year and yeah let's say that it'll be uh related around bikes so hopefully i can uh yeah present something to you in the industry soon enough oh that's cool that's cool to know awesome so that's, that's something to watch for now now how about this too are you still doing artwork no some of that no, was good yeah, uh, building jumps is my art right now. So I think when I was laid up and actually had nothing to do yet, sitting inside kind of drives me into fit nuts. So I like to be outdoors and moving. Right, do you have any of your artwork hanging up in behind you or around you there? No, unfortunately not here. But uh, I do have uh, I do have all my most of my paintings, all the ones that I did like, and yeah, drawings as a kid and stuff like that. But nothing too uh, nothing too crazy well maybe contact dusty if you want to maybe make an offer on something i'm sure he'd uh, sell you some for a few million. Oh, there you go yeah sign me right up <laughs> no i remember i always wanted to get you to do it like a or maybe you did want a surf one or something like that a wave scene i always wanted to get it off here i remember yeah i did uh did sell a few of them i remember that one that was actually one of my favorite ones yeah a guy guy out uh, on the east coast ended up buying that one. Oh, cool okay yeah. that's awesome now what, what the I haven't, uh, you're on the island. What's the whole coronavirus thing like there? The vibe? Are people like uh, getting out and doing stuff? Or are you still hiding out? Uh, no, we're good to go now. We're, we got, uh, actually officially tomorrow, they open up the parks again. And uh, I think as long as the social distancing, yeah, social distancing stuff goes fine, then there shouldn't be an issue. But yeah, we haven't had any, any new uh, people contracted yeah, in the last... Uh, in the last while so i think we're all pretty much settled up now okay well that's yeah, good to so, know. yeah it stays that way well that's cool i think i uh hit everything i needed on my list do we get uh, anything during your racing years or anything that you want to you know i don't know tell us about anything you can think of that i forgot i think we kind of touched on most of it yeah, i think we did the uh, yeah we did all the yeah MSA nations mm -hmm. uh yeah being that jump name there, like the only thing that'd be missed was just the Montreal Supercross stuff. But oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got an 04, 04 win there, and then two thousand thirteen or oh, thirteen, two thousand six. Yeah, I won it there on the on the big bike. But yeah, other than that, uh, right. yeah, that about that about sums her up. Okay, well, awesome, man. Well, um, yeah, thank you very much for taking the time. And it was uh, I was kind of after I got a hold of you and you said you'd do it. I'm like, man, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to catching up and seeing what you're up to and stuff. So, uh, 
again, I hope people kind of, again, like I say, people always think you were the quiet guy and didn't say, you know, cause you were at on race day, you're, you know, you're doing your business and stuff, but like if people need to know, I mean, if someone walks up and is nice to you and says, Hey, you're a very chatty person. You're not, uh, you're not that uh, aloof like people might think, right? No, I'm i uh, I'm definitely not. So don't be hesitant to ever come up and say hello. And yeah, I'll definitely be talking with you. <laughs> right on, man. Well, um, I, I don't know if you want to thank anybody over the years that helped you out or do you want to do that? Or is that too list too long or do you want to thank anybody? Oh, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, all the Blackfoot racing guys, friends uh, that I've met. Uh, yeah. Anyone in the industry fans, of, uh, fans are obviously the big supporter and yeah, turned me on all the years of racing. Uh, my family. Uh, yeah. Most importantly, yeah. Family to support me and getting me, through the sport in the in the in the beginning and getting a, getting me to where I was and yeah pretty much in Canada I mean I raced uh, with Blackfoot for eight years so that was a big big portion of my racing here uh yeah and anyone who's helped me along the way to to achieve those goals yeah thank you very much nice man so if anybody's out there wondering wonder what Dusty Class doing Dusty's happy he's going to be a BMX dad possibly a moto dad everything's good in Dusty's life yeah, and hopefully we'll uh, see you guys in the near future. Well, see, now you got me. I'm going to have to be bugging you. In, in, uh, what, when, can yeah. I, when should I bug you again? I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you very much. Uh, where are you guys going for dinner? You got, uh, is this a big dinner night? Probably just uh, family dinner stuff, but oh. I'm sure I've missed it already, but that's all right. Oh, shoot. Sorry, man. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you very much for doing this. Good luck with the project you've got going on. Stay safe, as we're all saying out, everybody, with this thing going on. But uh, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks you. Thanks for having me.